0: Welcome back to the Know Me Podcast. Do you find yourself trying to control the outcome of conversations or situations? Maybe you're using it as a strategy to make sure your needs are met, but time and time again, you find you end up feeling frustrated or helpless. Whether you're a people pleaser, perfectionist, or just unsettled by the unknown, you are not alone. In today's episode, we talk about how to break free from the fear and anxiety-driven need to control, and instead build our lives on self-empowerment. We explore immediately actionable tools that will help you step into your power. Let's dive in. I had an absolutely fascinating conversation the other day with a client. And what kept coming up for us was around this one concept, which is that we often believe we have so much more control than we do. But we also tend to believe that we have so much less power than we do. Hmm. And we focus our minds on the control. while allowing the power and the empowerment to just slip away or slip under the radar. Do you bump into this a lot? All the time.
1: All the time when we are talking about who's in the driver's seat, so to speak. And sometimes we let other things get in the driver's seat. And so this whole concept of empowerment or power is you being in your driver's seat, knowing who else is in the vehicle for sure, But being really clear as far as being in your own driver's seat and that you have actually more control, quote unquote, than you
0: believe. So I think before we get too deep into it, one of the things that I'd love to talk about is really this difference between control and power or empowerment and why we have this urge to control our worlds so much. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me a little bit about where this impulse comes from, whether it's conscious or subconscious? to control the world around us? So it's, it's interesting, right? One
1: of the definitions that I bumped into, which really resonated for me and, and for the people I work with, is control's a strategy. So when I'm thinking about my needs, I sometimes arrive at wanting to be in control of the situation. And I find that that's very limiting because if you really look at any situation, you only have limited control. Right. So if we go back to just what do I need to pay attention to in order to be to have power over a situation, that's really expansive because then we can we have everything we need internally. Do I need to focus on how I'm going to feel about that situation? I have power over that. Am I going to what about what I think about it? Never mind what I'm going to do with it. So it's by Flipping where we're putting locus of responsibility or accountability internally, where we have a 100 percent control, quote unquote, internal control power versus
0: externally where we got to share it. I find that when I'm watching people give away their power or not really develop their sense of empowerment, self-empowerment, it's because... A lot of times they're exhausted and have way too much on their plate. And empowerment requires taking responsibility for yourself. It requires being an active participant of your own life and staying in conscious choice. When we focus on the control, and it's not that we don't have any control, it's just that the only control we can guarantee is with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially what empowerment is. And so when we're focusing on controlling the environment around us, how people respond to us, what our job is doing at that moment, trying Mm -hmm. to people please or be a perfectionist or any of these other symptoms of focusing on control. We are often relinquishing responsibility of ourselves because we are essentially saying I am the passive human in my own Mm -hmm. life. Things happen Mm -hmm. to me and I Mm -hmm. don't participate in any of that. Mm -hmm. And while I think there's a lot of reality, there are certain things we can't control about what Mm -hmm. happens to us. We have so much more power over how we respond and Mm -hmm. so much less control around how other people respond to us. And while it can be a nice little temporary band-aid when we're feeling pain or a challenging emotion to play the blame game and kind of push that responsibility out, ultimately, Mm -hmm. we end up creating this sense of powerlessness. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that powerlessness is what leads to long-term challenging emotions because we feel that we aren't in the driver's seat of our own lives. So with a lot of my clients, what I find is not that they don't understand empowerment or that they're ignorant to the fact that it's there, but rather... When they're exhausted, one of the first things we sacrifice is ourselves. And a part of that sacrifice is sacrificing responsibility and ownership of ourselves. While it seems like a really good short-term solution, it ends Mm -hmm. up making it so that we have less full-bodied experiences in life.
1: When you're talking about blame, of course, that's an outward feeling or thought process. But the other thing that holds us up sometimes is shame. We have this constant dialogue that we are less than. We are to blame for our circumstance. And that sometimes holds us hostage as well. And some of it comes from learned helplessness. There's been a set of environmental experiences or social experiences through our past lives that have taught us that we play possum and we learn that we get our needs met or our perceived needs met externally and that we need to be helpless. That if I just kind of lie here and make you believe that I don't have any resources to care for myself, that you're going to care for me. The problem with that is what if I bump into someone else with learned helplessness? So there's a whole bunch of wee possums on the road and here comes the truck. And this is where strengths or what
0: we call self-efficacy, how we view ourselves, is really pivotal. I want to underscore as well that there are times when we are not up to the task and that's really okay. Mm -hmm. You can Mm -hmm. have self-efficacy and still Mm -hmm. set boundaries and limits. A lot of empowerment has to do with small practices, starting with ourselves, usually not even in Mm -hmm. interaction with others. I know a lot of people, when they talk about empowerment, always start with boundaries that require another person. But some of the best boundaries we can start with is with ourselves, saying no Mm -hmm. to ourselves, creating practices where we protect ourselves, where we stay Mm -hmm. energized and happy. So that might be setting a boundary with your internal saboteurs. And that can Mm -hmm. come in mindfulness practices, meditation practices, Mm -hmm. in coaching. And then we're able to say, okay, Mm -hmm. if I can do it with myself, maybe I can do it with another person. Because Mm -hmm. your internal resources are a bit more predictable than your external resources. And so Mm -hmm. if you're starting to practice saying no, who better to practice on than yourself because you have more control over that situation mm-hmm. and can trial and error. Personal empowerment
1: doesn't need to have power over others. Others are going to do what others are going to do, but self is going to be okay. The other thing that comes to mind is when you were saying, saying no, right, to internal saboteurs, is this technique of when we say no, reminding ourselves that we're saying yes to something else because sometimes i have a really hard time to say no even to myself, because it seems one-sided and I try not to be a very one-sided person. And I forget sometimes that the world is not black and white, the world is gray. If I'm saying no to putting my computer away at five o'clock, it means I'm I'm saying yes to not focusing on feeding myself. And so what we want to do is create Win wins. So if I say, if I say yes to closing my computer, we can say, oh, if I close my computer right now, I say yes to closing my computer. I can say yes to getting a head
0: start on making myself a nice meal. I find that sometimes when I hear myself talking about empowerment and control and all of these things and choosing to be happy and mindset shifts, it almost ignores reality a little bit. So I often hear a lot of pushback around, but my circumstances are my circumstances and et cetera, et cetera. So bringing back one of our favorite concepts of limiting beliefs, why this particular example of setting boundaries and saying no and saying yes is so helpful is that I think it goes to show that when we talk about choosing your mindset, choosing to be happy, choosing to let go of things, taking power over your own situation and even things like the statement that is really charged and people are polarized on, which is no one can make you feel anything. This one example is a great way of showing that it's not necessarily that you're in a toxic positivity state where you're waking up every day and ignoring all of the situations around you. There are, of course, parts of our reality that are tough. And yes. suck and yes. are more challenging than others to change or even accept. But what's so helpful about your example is it goes to show that even when you are feeling the most powerless, the most helpless, there's always going to be at least one situation where you can Stay in conscious choice and choose to step into your power. It might be really hard to find it, but there's at least one place that you can start Mm -hmm. with. And the more we empower ourselves, the more we populate our lives with those opportunities and experiences. Mm -hmm. Empowering yourself, setting boundaries, these types of things that come with empowerment, they actually don't drive people away. (laughs) They bring people closer to us, the right type of people, the people who fuel our energy.
1: Absolutely, because individual empowerment is a process in which one believes in your capabilities and you develop skills to have your best outcome of every aspect of your life. But once again, Mm -hmm. it's a process. So it has to start internally, like you said, a conscious choice of what would be helpful what strength would be helpful? What value would be helpful in this situation? But a lot of times I look for you to tell me what strength or value I should pick. And then I I have this visualization of inside, I have got a whole bunch of file cabinets, right? And so when I go external, right, it's it's someone going, do you have that folder marked energetic or honesty or caring? Or And I'm like, okay, let me go check. Nope, can't find it. Whereas if I am the one filling my own file cabinet, then I know exactly where that strength is or that value is, or even that belief. Let me take it out. Let me open
0: that file. Let me take a look at it and be discerning for myself. I think that one of the greatest side effects of self-awareness is that we are able to be more intentional and deliberate in our lives. I believe that one of the cornerstones of empowerment is in setting intentions. Because if Mm -hmm. I set the intention in the morning of not getting swept up in the chaos, so feeling spacious, and then I get hit by an unexpected call where someone needs something, it's really urgent, and it's going to derail my day. How I choose to respond to that often ties back to my intention. It encourages us to stay in conscious choice of perspective. I -hmm. can totally let that take over my life, relinquish my power over my own responses and just slip into helpless mode. Or I can decide what kind of mindset I'm going to have around it, how I'm going to Mm -hmm. approach it, and then how I'm going to move forward. One of the things I can choose is I'm going to feel sorry for myself. I'm going to feel upset. I'm going to feel a little sad or Mm -hmm. I'm going to grieve over the time I'm going to lose. All of those are acceptable, but it's about the conscious choice. And Mm -hmm. nothing is more empowering in my mind than conscious choice. This Mm -hmm. idea that even if you're not choosing the best thing, the most Mm -hmm. feel-good thing, Mm -hmm. at least you're constantly reminding yourself that it's your choice and that Mm -hmm. you are the active participant that's making Mm -hmm. that choice. Hi, Madeline here. Are you desperately in need of a pause button on life but can never find the right time? I'm really excited to announce that you can now book your spot for our next retreat at home from March 31st to April 2nd. Our retreats are designed for busy people like you to help you connect with yourself and others in a restful, energizing weekend of self-discovery, right in the comfort of your own home. Find more details and book your spot at nomi.coach forward slash retreats, or check the show notes for the link. We can't wait to connect with you soon.
1: The other thing that bears a little bit more exploration is this whole role of what we call self-efficacy. So if I feel that I'm going to be successful in changing that frustrated or helpless stance, into a one that moves me forward, then I'm going to go ahead and take that risk because I feel a sense of mastery about that. So if you and I have a conversation and you say something and it makes me a little irritated as far as thinking to myself, you know what, Cynthia, if you come back with an irritated response, anger is probably going to meet anger. And so you and Madeline are going to get into a pretty heated banter back and forth. And is that really what you want? Is that really your end game here? So if I go to my belief and my proven efficacy that I'm a pretty good communicator, I'm going to change my mind because it's going to benefit me. I'm going to probably respond in a curious way and say, Hey, Madeline. Help me understand what you meant by that last comment that you said. And curiosity usually meets curiosity. And in my mind, where I have 100% knowledge and control, that makes me feel good. That knowing that I'm getting a response that is curiosity rather than more
0: hostility is a really beneficial thing to me. What I love about the way you framed this is that whenever someone else has a really negative response, mean response, angry response, we're so quick to say it's more about them than it is about you. Mm -hmm. But then when it comes to ourselves, we often don't give ourselves the same credit. If it's going to be about you and the other person is going to perceive that it's more about you than it is about them, then Mm -hmm. really make it about who you want to show up as. And mm-hmm. what you're explaining here is so wonderful because of the fact that it shows that check-in with yourself of, is it worth it for me, making it about me, is mm-hmm. what they're going to assume you're doing anyways. Mm-hmm. So you might as well conduct the conversation, respond to the world in the way that's mm-hmm. best for you, because mm-hmm. everyone else is already going to assume that you're looking mm-hmm. out for yourself anyways. I always go by the tenet of, would I be proud of the way I just responded? Would I be proud of the things that I said? And if I can't answer yes, then I course correct. But Mm -hmm. if I'm proud of it, if I'm like, you know what? I handled that the best I could. I feel that I have honored my values to the best ability that I could. Then I might leave it. It's really about constantly checking in with yourself and saying, am I really showing up in the values as the person that I want to? And is this really gonna pan out for me the way I want it to? Mm -hmm. Really looking out for yourself in any of these Mm -hmm occasions. Mm-hmm.
1: So what you're t- really talking about is keeping your own power and identifying that you might have a little expectation, a little hope as far as what the mm-hmm. other person's going to do, but you're coming from a good place. So even if the expectation doesn't get realized, as far as the other person's response, you can know that I came from a intentional and good place. Then you can do a yay me. And I love this tool to use on a regular basis, which is where were my yay me moments? Because it really gives us a snapshot on who we are, right? Who we want to be without the needing the control over the response
0: of the other person or the response of the situation. There was a phrase that I came across when I was reading some content to prepare for this episode. And I really loved it. And the phrase was remembering yourself. One of the things that I think is really underrated when it comes to how we think about ourselves is thinking that you're really cool. We often Mm. associate loving ourselves and thinking we're a really good person with self-absorption and ego. And I love just being able to normalize the behavior around celebrating ourselves out loud and not being judged or criticized for it. It being something we need to be shameful about. Absolutely. It
1: brings to mind one of our favorite people, which is Brene Brown. And the other book that she wrote, which w- really resonated with me as I was building my self efficacy, my feel good feelings about me or getting to know me, was The Gift of Imperfection. You I love know that this book. Yeah, yeah, it has so many wonderful nuggets in it, but it really is about celebrating our successes as a way to build this feel good in conjunction with observing others and going, ooh, I like how she spoke about that, or I like how she behaved, or I like how she thinks, right? And
0: how Mm -hmm. can I
1: make that my own? And of course, seeking positive affirmations. But in order to seek a positive affirmation, we have to know what we want affirmed. And then also paying attention to our thoughts and our emotions, which are all things that contribute to this I'm enough. I'm not at the end of the road because I'm going to continue to learn and grow and understand. But I have enough so that I feel empowered. I feel good about me. I feel like I'm fueling the fire of my power
0: as opposed to I feel less than or I feel limited. One of the most powerful things that I learned in my coaching training, relearned really, was How important it is to be in conscious choice of perspective, how we, similar to how we choose beliefs, have the opportunity to choose perspectives. I think it's a very powerful tool for creating self-efficacy and Mm self-empowerment is deciding what perspective or what belief you're going to adopt, even if that belief changes every day, because there's no rules that you don't get to change Mm -hmm. your beliefs. What's amazing about being able to be in conscious choice of perspective is that you can try different things on like outfits. And anyone can probably say that when you're wearing the outfit that you feel really good in, you feel powerful Mm -hmm. that day. You feel Mm -hmm. confident that day. You feel Mm -hmm. like you could take on the world in that accessory or shirt or dress or pair of shoes. I always felt super powerful when I was 16 and I wore four inch heels because I'm six foot two. And so there are these ways that we can, like we would wear a piece of clothing, wear a perspective, wear a belief, go out in the world and say, what would happen if I showed up with this perspective, showed up in this belief today? Mm -hmm. If it doesn't Mm -hmm. work, detach yourself, walk away from it. But if Mm -hmm. it works for you, then tweak it a little further, add a little more, see how it can Mm -hmm. shift together a little bit more to Mm -hmm. create the sense of self that you really want to put out in the world. Sitting as myself today, I 100% Mm.
1: believe in exactly what you said. But there was a time in my life where I really didn't feel like I had that choice around my beliefs. I felt like My beliefs were my beliefs. They were my truths. So, what you're going to tell me is that I'm going to undo my truths. I'm going to challenge my beliefs, but isn't that going to, I don't know, eat away at me? Isn't that going to make me someone I'm not? Mm -hmm. Right. And so, we have to be willing to not be concrete about what our beliefs are. We have to be willing to, like, you use the analogy of an outfit. Mm -hmm. So, just because last Tuesday, I wore that particular outfit. And the real thing that made me feel the most confident or the most powerful was the pair of earrings that I was wearing. Doesn't necessarily mean that if I bump into putting that exact outfit on today and I don't have the same feeling, my belief is it was all about those earrings. And so I have a choice. To look at that belief and going, well, is that really absolutely true for me today? And maybe it's not. Maybe
0: it's really the sweater. Or maybe the whole thing isn't serving you anymore. And this is what's really great, too, Mm. is that we can also thank beliefs for getting us Mm -hmm to a certain place and say that belief was great when we talk about revisiting our beliefs or revisiting our truths Mm -hmm. you're not saying that they were horrible you should have never believed in them it's rather Mm -hmm. allowing yourself space to constantly reevaluate like Mm -hmm. i believed unicorns were real Mm -hmm. at one point in my life Mm -hmm. i no longer believe that's true but i wasn't a bad person Or a stupid person when I was five and believed that unicorns were real. It's just about checking in with the new information we learn, the new data we have about ourselves, the Mm -hmm. things we want to accomplish, Mm -hmm. how it fits with our goals, the people Mm -hmm. we have in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's something with your outfit metaphor. And thank God we're on Mm -hmm. an outfit metaphor and not another food metaphor. (laughs) But with our outfit metaphor, we can say, and I've done it too, I get obsessed with a certain outfit, I'll wear it all Mm -hmm. the time and then it's gone Mm -hmm. for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I am not interested in that outfit ever again. And it doesn't mean I can't take the sweater or take the earrings and pair it with something else to recreate something new. I can definitely take pieces. And it's also okay to take the whole thing and dump it at the charity shop and say, I don't need it anymore. It's also about giving ourselves permission and Mm -hmm. breaking beyond these Mm -hmm. rules, what I think you've uncovered as well is the first belief to start with, that if all of this feels very uncomfortable and you find yourself viscerally reacting to what we're saying, the first belief I would encourage you to try if you're open to it, is just the belief that you can change your beliefs. A belief is a thought, right? And so
1: I'm a Mm. cognitive behavioral therapist, which means that I believe in the theory that our thoughts are tied to our behaviors, are tied to our feelings. And so if we want to change any of those thoughts, feelings, or behaviors, we need to understand why. You know, like you used the thing about a unicorn. So what was it when you were five that was the driver behind that there was the magical creatures that maybe could grant a wish or could give you a really cool ride or whatever it was. But it might not be the mythical creature you don't believe in, but you still have the belief of magic or that things can happen that are beyond my understanding perhaps. And I'm going to allow that part of the belief with some modification
0: or processing or whatever, because it serves me better. I love the way you've extracted also values out of beliefs. I think that's what becomes more important as we examine our beliefs is taking those distilled values out of it Mm -hmm. and saying this value holds true. The belief Mm -hmm. can change. And Mm -hmm. I love that we've landed on beliefs because it's actually how we started. The thing I Mm -hmm. said was we often believe we have more control than we do while also believing we have less power than we do. What if we decided to believe that we have more power, that we have power? I believe Mm -hmm. I have power. Mm -hmm. I believe that I have control over what I need to. Mm -hmm. I have power that is Mm -hmm. boundless. Mm -hmm. My internal resources are always there for me. If These are the beliefs you wake up holding in the morning. Mm -hmm. The journey is just so much Mm -hmm. more open. And every time you align a belief in conscious choice with what you want, with what Mm -hmm. you need, you're Mm -hmm. essentially filling potholes ahead of you and Mm -hmm. allowing your journey to be smoother. Mm -hmm. So I love that we've landed on beliefs because it really is the cornerstone of how to empower ourselves. Amen to that. All right. So we have to end with the favorite part, which is the quote. What do you have in store for us today? So my quote is from
1: Maya Angelou. You may not control all the events that happen to you, but you can
0: decide not to be reduced by them. We love that. Back to choice. Absolutely. Thank you for spending yet another episode with us. We are so grateful for your ear and we hope that we've provided some value. Our website has launched and so now you can actually go to nomi.coach and on our podcast page, you can request a topic for the podcast at any time. So if you hear us chat and there's something you'd like for us to particularly dig into, feel more than invited to go drop a subject there. Who knows, you may hear it on our next episode. We are so
1: excited to have a platform where, We invite not only ideas, but any sort of feedback or comments. It helps us keep this information helpful and hopeful and all of the other things.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, be well.
1: That brings us to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to come back next time for more helpful conversations. You can get in touch to work with us one-on-one or request a topic at any time by emailing us at podcast at nomi.coach. Until then, this is Cynthia and Madeline asking you to be good to you.